David. David said, Whosoever smiteth the Jebusites first shall be chief and captain. So Joab, the son of Zerorah, went first up and was chief. Is Joab in the camp? Is the title of the message. Brother Scott, you pray for us, brethren. Amen. You be seated. I'm going to ask my three favorite ladies in the world to come up and help me. Amen. And um, how many of you ever watched um, America's Got Talent? You know, you ever see those dudes who gets up and say they talk about how well they can sing, and then when they get the microphone, they're horrible. I mean, they're just terrible. Well, I'm not going to tell you I can sing good. Amen? And, uh, but um, I love this song. Oh. You want to sing too. It does. Yeah. All right. That's all right. Let's start that over again. Amen? I wasn't ready. Like this plan around me, amen. Walking down a memory lane, oh, not so long ago, old Satan came right by my side, making me feel low. He brought up thoughts of hurt and pain when I had gone astray. He wanted to discourage me as I walked along my way. He said, you're undeserving, cause I know where you've been. I have a record of your life when you were bound by sin. I know your darkest secrets that you would never tell. What makes you? A place with me in hell Well I heard the old accuser And this was my reply You'll lie for all the things I've done My righteousness is filthy rags My goodness is unclean There's only one thing I can say what you said to me It's under the blood Oh praise dear name I'm not what I used to be My life's been changed Not shackled by sin and shame It's already No longer do I bear the marks that sin has brought my way. What happiness and peace of mind, praise God, I now can sing. 
testimony right quickly now I don't do good singing but I'm ready to preach and with the help of God I want to tell you the story by an Old Testament character by the name of Joab but before I do have you obeyed the Lord well, you know, I want to be sensitive this morning I wasn't planning on singing I about to decide I wasn't going to sing the song and I was taught from Matthew this morning and and boy, got to think about the cross and the crucifixion and getting under the blood and praise God. I thought, wow, maybe I just, we just need to sing it. But uh, have you obeyed the Lord this morning? Stand up and say, boy, I tell you, my, my sins is under the blood. If you couldn't do that this morning, anytime during this message and God just won't let you do it any other way, won't you just slip out and come? You said, what would people think? Who cares? Yes, I went through some horrendous things. And yet they're still faithful, still loving God, still serving God. That's the power of the blood. Jesus. Even in the midst of all their trials, they're still faithful. They're still doing what's right. And that's hard sometimes. It is. But you know what? God in heaven rewards that he's thrilled with that business alright anyone else well I'm wanting to move on but I just I want to be obedient to the Lord this morning we don't want to miss him do we we don't want to miss him no matter what else we do we don't want to miss him because at the end of the day we miss him we missed it all one more and we'll, go, we'll get on into preaching one more God is faithful. Always been faithful. And uh, we always do right. We do right what we're supposed to do, yes. We do right. God will always do right. Joab was David's handpicked general. David was God's anointed king of Israel and the type of the Lord Jesus Christ. When we're introduced to this man called Joab, there's one, there's one characteristic about him that has been lost today, and that is 
He had tremendous courage and valor and tremendous loyalty. Had you talked to anyone that day and said, tell me about Joab, first thing they would say is, Joab's faithful, he's loyal to the king. No matter what the king says, he's loyal. There's a loyalty there. If I lost that today that we're living in, a loyalty in just about everything. But with all of his courage and character, he had a fatal flaw. Let me say this morning, with all of your ability and talent, if you fail in character, you'll become a failure in all your ability and talents and become of no value whatsoever. It's amazing how Joab become David's general. David now has become king. He's been anointed king and he's going to Jerusalem to, to set up the, 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 the kingdom. He's wanting Jerusalem, if you would, for a better way of putting it, to be the capital of the city, if you will. And as he goes, there is some people by the name of the called Jebusites that are occupying the land. And the city is literally a fortress. There is three sheer cliffs on three sides of it. And on one side where the water comes into, they had built this massive wall. And the Jebusites literally said to David, all we're going to do is to take our lame and our sick and we can defend your army with just that. But you see, they put their security in all the wrong thing. So David comes and he says, listen, whoever goes up and defeats the Jebusites. Brother, I'm a little loud, I think. And uh, whoever defeats the Jebusites will be my commander-in-chief. He'll be my top general, if you will. So Joab goes up and defeats them, and sure enough, he becomes chief. And we see two things about his life this morning, and I'll share them with you, and we'll go to the house. I believe God's been honored this morning. I believe He's been honored. First thing we see in Joab's life, and if you would, I want you to think with me this morning. Are you, is Joab in the camp? Are you a Joab, or are you a David? We see, first of all, how Joab behaved himself. Again, let me say this. His greatest trait was his loyalty. He was a man of tremendous loyalty. Uh, he, you said, well, what kind of loyalty did he have? Well, first of all, had a family loyalty. Joab's mother was named Zeruah. Zeruah was David's sister. So not only was David Joab's king, but he was Joab's uncle, if you will. No doubt as Samuel came to Jesse's house and said, said, listen, I'm a hunting a king. God has sent me here to anoint the next king. And as, as he lines up all the boys, I can see Zeruah Zeru, Zeru, Zeru behind the wall or a curtain. 
peeking around seeing who's going to be the next king of Israel. And so they start with Elab and not him, not him, not him, not him. Finally, uh, Samuel said, is there not anyone else? And he says, yes, I got a little ruddy, ruddy kid down there watching the sheep. And Samuel says, go fetch him, bring him here. So he watches as David walks in. And uh, immediately Samuel looks and recognizes he's, that's the one. He's the one. He's the next king. I believe Zeruah was uh, behind a curtain or behind a wall. And she's a listening and she's perhaps a peeking and a watching. And she sees as Samuel takes that oil and pours it on the head uh, of David. And David becomes the next. He's going to be anointed the next king of Israel. Zeruah marries and begins to have sons. Lisa took his sons, Joab being one of them, and said, listen, you watch David. David's going to be the next king. You watch him. Whatever he does, you follow him around. Whatever you do, don't you forget. Don't you forget. Follow David around. Whatever he does, you do. You, you, you stay good with him because he's going to be the next king. So there was a family loyalty. There was a fundamental loyalty here. See, had you asked Joab that day, Joab would have said, I believe David is Israel's Savior. He knew how David had walked up and as the giant has marching down the other side by the name of Goliath. And the giant was around 10 feet tall. And as he marched down one side, David goes down this side with two stones, and I mean five stones and a sling. He watches as David goes, and, and when, when the giant says, boo, the whole army runs. But David said, bless God, who's this uncircumcised Philistine? I'm going to come down and take your head off. And that's exactly what he'd done. See, Joab knew all the story. He, he said, he believed that David was Israel's Savior. But he never believed that he was his Savior. He believed David was God, was a sovereign for Israel. See, he he believed that David was to be the king. You would have never tried to talk him out. Others tried to usurp the throne, take the throne. Joab would fight for him. As a matter of fact, Joab was settled. He was settled that David and nobody else was to be the king of Israel. And I believe there's folks sitting here. You believe that God is everything He says He is. You believe He's in control. You believe, you believe Jesus is the one we ought to trust. You believe all the right things about Jesus. But here's the problem. Joab never believed David was his Savior. You believe all the right things about Jesus, but y'all don't believe He ought to be your Savior. Not only that, he believed David was sufficient. As a matter of fact, David was a good shepherd, no doubt about it. I I mean, he'd heard the stories. He'd heard the stories of how that David's tending his sheep. And he hears some some rustling down in the weeds and and he sees a lion. And David goes down there with his bare hands and rips a lion apart. 
Oh, Joab had heard the stories. Of, he'd heard David's line story. You've heard the stories of Jesus perhaps all your life. You heard some stories about Jesus this morning, how wonderful He is. He'd heard the bear story. He'd heard how the bear tried to take David's sheep. and He, he heard how David went out there, took that bear and just ripped him apart. David may have even made him a bearskin rug. I don't know. But I know this much. He knew the bear story. And he knew that David was sufficient for the children of Israel. But you know what? He never believed that David was sufficient for him. The testimonies that's being given this morning didn't know what I was going to preach. You heard testimony this morning that God's sufficient. See, David knew that, but he didn't realize he was sufficient for him. That was a family loyalty. That was a fundamental loyalty. That was a fighting loyalty. Joab would fight for David at the drop of a hat. He defeated the Jebusites, the Ammonites, the Edomites, and all the Mites brothers. He killed the whole crowd. It thrilled Joab to fight under the banner of the king. As a matter of fact, there's some of you. If I walked in the pulpit this morning and I said, Now listen, we're going to swap Bibles. We're going to go from the King James Version. By the way, if that happens, I've lost my mind. Just lead me on over to the, to the crazy house. What do you need to do? I've lost my mind. It ain't happening. But if I did... No doubt they'd be somebody would step up and say, Hey, pastor, stop right there. We use the King James Bible and that one only. And automatically you would say, That's not going to happen. You would fight for the King James Bible. Here's the problem. Do you know the God of the Bible? I'm amazed how quickly we'll fight for a Bible we don't pick up and read. I'm amazed how quickly we fight for a Bible that... We dusted off on Sundays, and that's all he gets looked at during the week. Isn't that amazing? He was a man likewise. He thrilled the heart of Joab to fight under the banner for the king. And so likewise, it's amazing to me. Likewise, we'll fight for the for the for for, for things we feel is right. But here's what's amazing. If they're right for the church, aren't they right for you? If I was to ask you a question this morning, do you believe? And God says, forsaken not the assembling of ourselves together. Moreover, as the last days approach. And if I said, do you believe the Bible? You'd say yes. And I'd say, well, the Bible commands us forsaken not our assembling together. So that means when the doors is open, many of you would say, I believe that. Behold it. I don't believe that for me. I believe it's true. But I'm not sure it's true for me. See, here we find Joab. May I say so? We see how he behaved. And on the surface, if you had seen Joab, you would have, your, your, first, your first statement would have said, Man, he is, he is faithful to the, he's loyal to the king. He loves King David. Matter of fact, you better not say anything about King David. There'll be a fight on your hands. But notice, how he betrayed himself. There was three 
times that Joab rebelled. And I'm going to make a statement. And I'm going to make a statement over and over and over and over and over because I want it embedded in your heart. Here's a statement. Every time Joab's will contradicted the king's will, Joab's will won. Every time. Every time your will contradicts God's will, if your will wins out every time, you are a Joab. You're not a David. Did you get that? If every time your will contradicts God's will, and your will wins out, I don't care what the Bible says. I don't care what God thinks. I'm going to do my will no matter what. You are a Joab. Three times the will of Joab contradicted the will of the king. And three times Joab's will won out. Notice, first of all, I call this the Adner Rebellion. And it disdained the mind of David. That word disdain means to, to just trouble, to bother, to bring a division. He disdained the mind of the king. Now Abner was to Saul what Joab was to David, his commander-in-chief. Saul has died. Are you with me? Say amen. Good. Make sure you're awake. Abner, Saul dies. And Abner takes the youngest son of Saul. His name is Ishbosheth. And he promotes him to king. And he puts his power behind him. And he makes him, and, and, and Ishbosheth was never a good kingly material. His power came from Abner. And one day Abner said, Hey, Joab, you bring your twelve finest. I'll bring my twelve finest. We'll meet on, we'll meet on, you meet on one side of the creek and I'll meet on the other. And we're going to see. Who's got the strongest army? Ain't no point in the whole army's fighting. We'll just let these 12 here, 12 here. So they meet and they said, okay, let's let them play. In other words, let them go to it. When it's over, all 24 men are dead. They end up killing each other. So then Joab begins to take an army and chasing Abner. But in that chase... Joab had a brother by the name of Ashil. He's a running after Abner. And Abner says, Ashil, quit chasing me. Quit chasing me. Quit. If you don't quit chasing me, I'm going to put a spear through you. And Ashil wouldn't stop. So while he's chasing him, he takes a spear and goes, Rrr! and 
catches him under the fifth rib and the shield dies. And Joab's, he's Joab's brother. So Abner now is, is commander in chief for a Shibosheth. And Joab is David's commander in chief. One day, a Shibosheth comes to Abner and he says, You went into one of my daddy's concubines. Boy, Abner gets angry. He says, He says, Who do you think I am? I'll do such as that. And he says, I'm going to go see David. And I'm going to make an alliance with him. So here comes Abner to meet with David. And in the mind of David, he wants peace. Amen? So they sat down. And Abner says, Now King David, he said, I'll tell you what to do. I'll use all my affluence. Listen to what he said. I will arise and go and gather all Israel to my Lord the King, that thou may make a league with thee, that thou mayest reign over all that is in thine heart's desire. And David sent Abner away, and he went in peace. Behold it. Second Samuel 3, Behold, the servants of David and Joab came from pursuing the truth, and brought in a great spoil with them. But Abner was not with David in Hebron, for he sent him away and was gone in peace. When Joab and all the hosts got back, someone said, Hey, Joab! Boy, Abner came, and he's made peace with the king. And with the whole nation's going to be one now. And Joab says, He did what? He did what? So he went and sent for Abner to come back. He never told David. Abner comes back, not, not, not even willing, not even knowing. And I believe he done something like this. He said, boy, come here, stand up, my buddy. Boy, boy, Abner, it's good to see you, son. Boy, Abner, I, that ain't going to do. Come here. Let me give you a hug. And while he's not looking, he takes a dagger and rams it in his fifth rib and says, you kill my brother. And Abner died, he said. David comes and says, Abner died like a fool died. You know why? Because he never recognized Joab. And it disdained the mind of David. Number second rebellion. I got to hurry. The Absalom rebellion. Absalom was David's son. And Absalom had taken the kingdom from him. And David was running. Finally come down to where the David's army is going to have to fight Absalom's army. And David says, Joab! And here's what he said, Joab, and not only Joab, but Abishai, Abishai, and Itai. Don't you listen to me, boys. Listen to me. You deal kindly with the boy for my sake. See, the nation said he was a traitor. But to David, he was his son. Here's what he's wanting. Here's what David's wanting. David said, I know the boy's wrong. I know he's rebelled. I know he ain't right with God. 
But I want him to have an opportunity to get right. The Abner rebellion disdained the mind of David. The Absalom rebellion distressed the heart of David. He said, I know he's done wrong. But it's in the heart of David to say, let's give him another chance. Now let's forgive him. He just needs to get right with God. and That's what he needs. He's got to get right with God. And Absalom, they leave out. And Absalom, with his rebellious hair, gets caught in an oak. And the mule rides on. And he's hanging, dangling by his hair. Joab drives up and he's talking to Abishai. And it's a, hey boys, why didn't you kill him? And they said, we heard what the king said. The king said, you burn not deal gently with him. Don't you kill him. Joab said, nothing doing. I ain't talking to you no more about this. And he took three darts or arrows and placed them in the heart of David. I mean Absalom while he hung there. And then the soldiers joined in and they just filled the boy full of holes and they got him down and brought him back to David. And David, David cried. David was moved and went up to the chamber of the gate and wept. As he went, oh my son Absalom, my son, my son. Absalom, would to God I died for thee, oh Absalom, my son, my son. He's broken. Because you see, Joab's problem was, He did not love what the king loved. He didn't love who the king loved. Do you love what Jesus loves? Do you love who Jesus loves? The Abner rebellion, the Absalom rebellion distressed the heart of David. The last rebellion was the Ananijah. He disobeyed the will of David. David's an old man now. He's so old that a young girl, a young woman is brought to him to, to lie with him. Now, now the Bible is very clear. They didn't do anything wrong. She gave him heat. She kept him warm. And she loved him. David's old. But David has done made the proclamation. The next king of Israel is to be Solomon. Solomon's to be the next king. But Ananias said, I'm going to be the next king. Daddy's weak. The king's weak. He's old. I'm going to be the next king. I'll be the next king. And he comes and what's amazing, he confers with Joab, the son of Zeruah, and Abathar, the priest, and they follow Adonijah, helped him. Now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, Joab has said his loyalty. It looked like he was loyal to the king. But here was Joab. He was loyal to the kingdom. But he was never loyal to the king. He was loyal to the kingdom. But he never loved the king. And every time in the Adner Rebellion... Joab's, Joab's will conflicted 
The keys will. Jobs will want out. In the uh, Absalom uh, rebellion, Joab's will conflicted the king's will. The king was specific. Don't hurt him. And Joab's will won out. And then the uh, Adonijah rebellion. He disobeyed the will of the king. And when his will conflicted David's will, his will won out. This morning, what chooses and decides if you're a Joab or a David is when your will conflicts God's will. The will that God's written in this book, when God's will in this book, whose will wins? Are you a Joab or are you a David? Adrian Rogers called him the Judas of the Old Testament. Charles Spurgeon said a thorough examination will do the healthy no harm and it may bless the sick. The Bible said, Not everyone that saith to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. 2 Corinthians 13, 5, Examine yourselves whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not that your own selves, how Jesus Christ is in you, except you be reprobates, unchangeable. When your will Conflicts God's will. If your will wins out every time, then somebody needs to love you enough to tell you you're a Joab. Everybody might think you're loyal and may think you're the best ever was. I thought it's interesting, so no one seemed to fully know David. I mean Joab, but David. And David saw Joab for who he was and what he was. David comes finally. He's coming to the end of life. Solomon, come here, son. Got some instructions I need you to do. Listen to what he says. Moreover, thou knowest also what Joab the son of Zeruah did to me what he did to the two captains of the host of Israel, and unto Abner the son of Ner, and to Amasa the son of Jephthah, whom he slew and shed the blood of war in peace, and put the blood of war upon his girdle that was about his loins, and in his shoes that were on his feet. Do therefore according to thy wisdom. Here's what he said. And let not his whore head go down to the grave in peace. But whorehead means like me. He said, don't you let his white head, don't you let his white hair, don't you let him go to his grave in peace. What David is saying to Solomon is, you go chase him down like the dog he is. Now David, no one else seemed to know that but David. May I say this morning, no matter how loyal you may be to the kingdom, no matter how loyal you may be to the church, can I ask you a question? Do you love the God of the church? You might be loyal to the king, but do you love the king? 
You might even be loyal to this book. You may, you may be a gun barrel straight King James man. Nothing going to change me. Well, you may say, well, this, this is the Word of God. And I say, Amen. But do you know the God of the Word? Do you love the God of the Word? This morning, can I ask you a question? Is there Joab in the camp? How do I know, preacher? When your will conflicts His will, and your will wins out every time, then there's a good chance you're a Joab. But when your will conflicts the king's will, the Lord's will, and you say, I'll surrender my will and obey his will, then there's a good chance you're a David. There's a real good chance you're a David. Now, that's, that's the issue today. And everything we're seeing here across our country today is just this. It is people demanding to have their will against everything God has already said is right and wrong. Hell bent. I'm going to do my thing. I don't care what God says. He'll let you. Why didn't David deal with Abner? Was he afraid of him? I'm going to tell you something. David went up against the ten foot giant. He wasn't afraid of an Abner. Let me tell you why he didn't. Because he's the top of the Lord Jesus Christ and he's long suffering and he's gracious. And merciful, and he's long suffering. But there come a time when he said, No more. It's got to be dealt with, it's got to be judged. God's long suffering towards us, but it comes to a place where God says, I got to judge this matter. Are you, is Joab in the camp? Let's all stand to our feet. Every head